Welcome to Love Punch, challenging thought leaders to turn their mission into a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to take bold action and create massive impact through a powerful process that I call CPR, courage, persistence, and resilience to go after what you really fucking want. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So gear up, get ready, and let's make shit happen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a month dedicated to straight, no bullshit conversations with thought leaders. Today's conversation is one that I am thrilled to have because it is needed in today's world. Thais Skye is a coach, writer, and truth speaker, a woman on a mission to help you reclaim your worth. Now, I first met Thais through Gabby Bernstein's Facebook group, and when we met in person for the first time over juice. I remember her telling me that she was an introvert and I was thinking to myself, what the fuck? There's absolutely no way this woman is an introvert because she was so open about everything. And then I just grew to realize that that's just her jam. She is someone who loves to connect. And when she connects, she connects passionately with other people. So since then, we've had our own shares of ups and downs with our friendship and our businesses. But today we're closer than ever, and I'm grateful to call her my friend because I fucking love and respect her bold-as-fuck approach to speaking her truth online and offline, so much so that she's speaking at my 2018 Amplified Soul Live event in March. So Thais coaches visionary entrepreneurs, creatives, and emerging leaders who are ready to dispel the pervasive, unrelenting sense of unworthiness taught to women from womb on how to explore trust and express themselves unapologetically. So good. She takes a strong stand for the rise of all women and infuses her values of intersectionality, integrity, and radical authenticity into everything she does. Simply put, Thais is a powerhouse of truth. So get ready because our conversation is going to blow your mind. Hello, Thais. I am so fucking excited to have you here. Wow, Ruby, I'm laughing over here because that was the best introduction I've ever had. In fact, I would really appreciate it if you could just introduce me like that every day, all day. (laughs) Yeah, keep me in your pocket. I'll introduce you like that everywhere you go. That would be fabulous. (laughs) Fabulous. Now, you describe your work as a commitment to the liberation of women to help them trust and express themselves unapologetically by untangling deeply entrenched wounds and patterns, dismantling cultural conditioning, and coming home to themselves. This is about reclamation and radically loving your humanness. So I'm I'm just curious to know, like, why is this mission so important to you? And why is it important for other leaders to do this work on reclaiming their worth? That's a great question. You know, people ask me all the time, you know, have you always been passionate about women? And why do you only work with women? You know, have you always had an affinity with women? Like, tell me the story. And it's funny because I actually have not always had an affinity with women. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mom jokes when I was little. Um, that I would cry when a woman held me and I only liked men to hold me, like my dad mm-hmm. and my uncles. And, uh, you know, when I was in middle school and high school and college, I really 
preferred the dudes. I preferred to have guy friends. I preferred that energy. I thought girls were so dramatic and catty and all they wanted to do was talk about makeup and shopping. And that wasn't my jam. But as I started to go down my own journey of healing and my own journey of understanding myself and um, understanding my deeper wounds and patterns and ways that I have been really hurting myself, I realized naturally that I had a real love for women's psychology and Mm. a real affinity towards understanding why women act, behave, and do the things that they do. Um, And one of the things that I've been noticing as I've been doing this work, I've been coaching for about six years now, and Every woman that's come to me, I've, I've noticed a pattern. I've noticed the, the same words, the same conversation. I want to do this, but I don't feel good enough. I don't feel mm-hmm. like I'm this enough or that enough. I feel inadequate, unworthy. I feel insignificant. I feel broken. I feel flawed. I feel like I can't really put this out there or take a stand or, or whatever it is. And it's not just for entrepreneurs, but I do work predominantly with entrepreneurs. But you can see this in every every woman that I have talked to have said this about something, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've gotten really curious, what is that? What is this phenomenon? And what can we start to do to address this phenomenon? Because if we can start to change that conversation, then I believe that we're going to start to see a real radical change in the way women rise and show up and a real liberation in our capacity to do what we want to do. Mm, yeah. So it sounds like your curiosity is what, you know, your curiosity into your own behaviors and your own patterns, that's what really gave rise to this which is, you know, I'd like to call it, dare I say, an obsession, a beautiful <laughs> obsession with worth. And, I, you know, from what I know of you, you have studied it a lot, more than most people understand. Yeah. And to help other women reclaim their worth, what does that look like? Like what, what is the outcome that you'd love to see in this pursuit to really owning your worth? So this is where it gets a little challenging because I'm not quite sure in the world that we live in that it is possible to er- to fully eradicate the feelings of unworthiness within women. Mm. I, I just mm-hmm. we, there's such strong myths of the ideal woman. There is such strong narratives about the expectation placed upon women. There is such a uh, fear around emotions and intuition and exploring and understanding our bodies. And um, so what I can say is that there is definitely a way that we can begin to navigate our unworthiness and dismantle mm-hmm. the voice so it's not so loud. But what I see my role is, is to teach the tools and skills to begin to understand how it's playing out in your life, how it's causing the pain, and what is the underlying pattern that's perpetuating that pain. And then how you can start to own, um, take a greater space and own that there's a voice here that's calling for your attention. And 
calling it names, you know, the way we sometimes do in the coaching industry, mm-hmm. we call it, oh, like, you, that's stupid. You know, you shouldn't think that way. You shouldn't do those things. Well, it only creates more pain within us because then we're like, okay, well, I know I shouldn't have these voices. I shouldn't feel unworthy because everyone's telling me I am worthy, mm-hmm. but I do feel unworthy. So what are we supposed to do about that? Yeah, you're addressing what people are really feeling. And it's so refreshing because in the world of personal development, there is a lot of bullshit out there. You know, I work a lot with my clients on fears and limiting beliefs and patterns. And a lot of them come to me with this notion of, I need to eradicate my fears. I need to eradicate my limiting beliefs. And I'm sorry, but as long as you're growing and as long as you're living in this world, you're going to feel fear. You're going to feel these beliefs. You're going to experience times of feeling unworthy or low worth. You're going to experience these things. So what's important is to just what you said, learning how to navigate through that, learning what to do in those moments where you feel unworthy or in those moments where you feel fear arise. So that is so important. And for for our listeners, like really understand that this isn't about you waking up tomorrow and being 100% feeling 100% worthy and then moving forward in life feeling that way forever. Like that that just doesn't happen. Yeah. As long as you are growing, as long as you are evolving, you're going to be faced with these challenges. So it's up to you to learn how to maneuver through them and navigate yourself through them in a very positive way. Well, and that's what's so frustrating, I think, about the industry, the personal development industry, is that it sells a lot of promises that it can't fulfill. And so mm-hmm. people then are addicted to the high and they just keep reinvesting and reinvesting, and reinvesting in coaches to get that high that they can't offer themselves because the promise is false. Mm. So, you know, this idea of high vibe only, um, being happy all the time, being positive all the time, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's mm-hmm. not possible. And it's not, we don't want it. We don't want mm-hmm. that because we, what we want truly is to be our whole self, right? To be like, Mm -hmm. to be all of who we are, to step into um, an unconditionality about our existence. How can we take up space in whatever capacity that excites us? Let's say that space is really owning your business and putting yourself out there in a big way. How can we do that if we're so so stuck in our own self-hate over the inevitable, like mm-hmm. the fact that you have the shadow side. I don't even like to use the word shadow side because it it implies that there's a light side and that's what we want right. and the shadow is bad. But we'll just say, use that for now. You know, we what I advocate for is that we start to address these human desires that we have to better ourselves from an understanding that we are not broken. Mm-hmm. Because as long as we feel broken and feel worthless, we're going to continue to buy into the narrative that we have to live up to certain ideals in order for us to be happy. Mm -hmm. And that's, and we're never going to get there, right, Ruby? So then we're just like constantly spiraling and feeling inadequate and the worthiness wound is perpetuated. Right. You know, it's like if we don't experience those moments of feeling unworthy, and we were just feeling worthy all the fucking time, how would you even understand what that felt like? How would you even recognize what that felt like without those moments of feeling unworthy, without the quote unquote shadow side? How would you know what the light looks like without those unhappy days? How do you know what the happy days look like? This is all just a part of being human. And you know, it seems to me that with everything that's going on in our world and with the rise of personal development, 
a lot of people are are trying to bypass being human so that they can achieve this lifestyle that it, it's it's just not achievable and too many people are preaching it you know it's unattainable so what is attainable what you're saying is really learning how to navigate around your emotions around your worth and um working through that finding out why questioning why you feel this way rather than just dusting it under the rug and trying to show up as someone who is a hundred percent worthy. Well, because folks, that's not really possible. Yeah. And you're saying something really divine. You know, it's this idea that we are here on a human plane to experience duality. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. So sure. We are only love or we're all love or everything love, you know, wherever we come from, sure. That could be the reality, but here where we are right now, I see the role of humanity is not ascension, it's descension. It's not to ascend to some higher vibrational frequency. I don't even know what that means. And we already have such, uh, we already have that high frequency within us. It's really about bringing that down into our body so that we can be an embodied human. And from that point, we can truly change. So, for example, you know, speaking mm -hmm. of um, the, the industry, you know, we as women are frustrated and tired of being objectified, right? Mm -hmm. We look at beer ads where these women in skimpy bikinis are selling beer or cars. And we're like, wow, are we really, are we still there? Like, are we really still doing that? Right? Like, are we really mm -hmm. still selling women's bodies as a promotion for these products? Like, what are we doing? That's not empowering women, right? We say that that's not empowering women. So mm -hmm. then I ask you, Ruby, the world, how is that much different than women selling their beautiful lifestyle and their beautiful houses and vacation spots and how they're digital nomads and traveling everywhere and doing yoga everywhere and drinking the green smoothies everywhere and selling their body and their life for the product of their business? How is that much different? Amen. <laughs> A fucking man. It's still the same mm -hmm. patriarchal bullshit that's been keeping women hating ourselves, hating each other, and staying stuck. It's mm -hmm. privileged because not everyone has the luxury of traveling all over the world. It may not even be their value system, but it's certainly very, very privileged. So it's an inaccessible for the majority of women. Majority of entrepreneurs are not going to live that lifestyle, again, nor may they want to. But to sell that as the pinnacle of success, as a dangling carrot, I'm seeing create so much shame in our industry. Mm -hmm. And I don't see how building a business that makes you millions and billions and bajillion six figures, manillion things, you know, off of the backs of women, I don't see how that's women empowerment. Right. And so what you're saying is, you know, essentially our job as coaches in this industry that is selling this bullshit, our job is really to help these, you know, in your case, women, in my case, everyone understand what it is that they are looking to create in their life versus like this, here's a cookie cutter poster of you living on the beach with your piña colada in Bali, working as a nomad, making hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars. 
you know, it's so important. It's something that I talk to my clients a lot about. It's like, what is your vision? But separate that from what you see online because so much of what goes on in our minds is influenced by what we see out there, so much of it. And so it's so important for us to like reconnect to what makes us us, what is important to us, what do we value and what is the life that we want to create and experience for ourselves because like you said, not everyone wants that but because of the way that it's shoved down our throats with social media a lot of people feel like they do want that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So because it, it feeds, it feeds into the the high. Right? It mm-hmm. feeds into the illusion that well, if I travel all the time, then I have no problems because this woman doesn't have any problems or this person doesn't have any problems, and so if I have what they have, then I won't have any problems either. You know, right. Speaking frankly, um, it's a very noisy market. It's no- mm-hmm. there's a lot of people wanting to do what we're doing. So on a one level, just get creative. You know, because what this lifestyle marketing is teaching us is that it's not, it's not creative anymore. Everyone's doing it. So if you really want to make an impact and stand out, look to do it differently. That's number one. And then number two is if you're truly for the empowerment of humans, because you're a coach that cares about the impact of the world, right? But your message is only if you reach what I'm getting and what I'm doing, can you be successful? That's not empowerment. So you're not really doing what you say you're going to be doing. And that's not okay. That's not incongruency. That's not an integrity. And look, I may be sounding really super judgmental here. And I so, so <laughs> hear that. But here's the only reason why I can speak on this is because I was doing this. I was right. proudly doing this. I thought I was doing this effic- you know, efficiently and effectively. I was growing mm-hmm. a brand in this illusion of my life. And you know what, Ruby? At the end of the day, it didn't feel right. It didn't mm-hmm. feel right. So this is the only reason why I'm speaking about it is because I was doing it. And I see yeah. that it's just, it's flawed. We've got to get smarter and better. And we have a real potency. I love being an entrepreneur because we get to design the rules. So why are we just re, like reusing um, the same rules that society gave us, right? Why are we, why are we imprisoning ourselves? We've, we are so much mm-hmm. smarter than that. Yeah, it, it's time for people to understand the power that they have and the the potential for them to create their own rules and create their own lives and design it as they see fit for what feels right for them. And I know, mean, you have talked outside of this podcast about how, you know, 2017 was this year where we both went through a lot of changes in our businesses and a lot of evolution. Mm. And so you know, what I love about both of us is that we're entering 2018 with this this embracement of our new evolution of understanding and owning our shit for how we showed up in the past and really reframing it so that we can become the most empowering leaders out there. And I love that. And one thing that I love the most about you, Thais, is your online posts. <laughs> Okay. Like, let me just get real here. Everyone who's listening, if you are not following her yet, please do. Um, But your online posts are so deeply thought provoking and at times very polarizing. And I speak about this a lot for thought leadership is you have to be polarizing if you want to be a thought leader. You can't just be regurgitating the same shit that everyone else is doing. So 
I want to know, were you always as bold as fuck as you are today? Or was there a time when you did struggle with sharing your voice and sharing your real truth online? Yeah, I think it's one of my karmic lessons is my voice, Um, Mm. both in human design and astrology. There are a lot of things there that tell me that learning how to express my voice will continuously be a part of my journey. Um, Because in many ways, it's very easy. And I've always been able to write how I'm feeling and doing. I I started my entire business um, by being a yoga blogger. And I was writing pretty openly and candidly about my binge eating. And people thought that was so brave, right? Oh, my gosh, you're, Mm -hmm. you're talking about so openly online about your binges. And I didn't feel like that was brave. I felt like that was just me being truthful. Um, but then there are parts of me that are still being challenged with my writing and, and I still feel like I fall into my unworthiness wound, like my worthiness when I fall into the unworthiness trap around comparitis and, and there's still some healing to be mm-hmm. done and maybe there will always be healing to be done around my writing. But I will say that as I've done more and more of my own work with my worthiness and this past year has been so instrumental to that work and finding an an alignment with my values and understanding who I want to be on a deeper level. Because I think we can always get to a deeper level, right? Um, 2017 was that catalyst for me to start speaking up about things that are really uncomfortable, like social justice, white privilege, um, intersectionality, things that are talked about in the coaching industry Mm -hmm. and it is polarizing and Ruby it's so funny because I wrote a a blog post yesterday and I remember writing it and I was talking to my friend and I was like I'm not gonna get any friends for this (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna get but it's so but but I say that and yet when somebody unfriends me or doesn't receive it well I'm still a little hurt by it I had someone yesterday who rejected me in their podcast and I know it's because my posts are alienating and this particular person isn't necessarily vibing off of it. And that kind of hurt. That kind of sucks. Right. It sucks. So basically that person was asking for people to come on their podcast and say the same shit. <laughs> basically. basically. I mean, I mean, and, and that's the problem. That is the problem that we are facing as a society is, number one, everyone's just saying the same shit for fear right? Fear of not being accepted, fear of being judged, a fear of being hated, yeah. right? Or they're just saying the same shit because they see it working for someone yes, else. Yes, and that's definitely me. And, I was definitely yeah. doing that. I look at my right. time hop and I look at things that I used to share on Facebook, even just um, earlier last year, um, but definitely in 2016 and 15, you know, back when I was really getting into that lifestyle marketing and the things that I wrote, I'm like, mm, taste, mm. You could have done like that wasn't yeah. that wasn't quite right, um, and I send you know a lot of love because th- at that point I thought that I was doing it. I thought I was the cool chick, you know. I thought that mm-hmm. I was making a successful business, um, but what I found is that if you alienate people and you polarize people, it means that you're saying things that matter. Or, mm-hmm. or I guess you could also just be a troll and be an asshole. But I think 
if you're an entrepreneur and you care about the work that you're doing and you're writing things that are alienating, it means that what you're doing is 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 landing on, in people's ears. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really do it to alienate. I just have opinions and I need to share. Oh, one more thing, as you're saying. <laughs> I was listening to this woman's broadcast the other day. She goes, you know, one of my biggest tips for your 2018 is to unfollow. You know, unfollow people mm-hmm. that don't make you feel good. And I've been thinking about that. Unfollowing people that, make, that don't make you feel good. And on one level, I so hear that. I so understand that. I've done that. In fact, on Instagram, I don't follow anybody because it wasn't feeling good to like be, I, I just couldn't. So I unfollowed everybody. And that felt really good. So on the mm-hmm. one hand, I get that. We want to be sensitive to what information is coming our way. We don't want to be distracted by other people's stuff. We want to be focused on our creative efforts and not be regurgitating and worrying about other people's launches. So on one level, mm-hmm. on the level that she was speaking at, got it, understood. But Ruby, tell me, on a deeper level, isn't that isn't unfollowing people that make you uncomfortable just keeping you comfortable? I mean, it's like running away from your problems, really. You know, and and Uh, there's something that I always say, and it's confront your triggers. You know, so if something is triggering you, rather than run away from it, dive deeper into it, dig into it, discover or uncover what the reasons are for you feeling triggered in reading a certain post or seeing someone's picture. You know, discover what that is, because in that lies the opportunity for you to heal, for you to shift, for you to evolve. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. it's just about, you know, as, as we're navigating, wanting to create a space, a safe space for us to express ourselves and to put ourselves out there. Just notice if you're, if you have some level of discomfort for people's opinions and thoughts that are unlike your own, because I think it's really important and healthy for us to be engaging in, um, the expansion of thought right and and having difficult conversations yeah and and so you said something interesting just a second ago about creating that safe space you know what if it's not safe what if, what if there's no way for us to create the safe the only way for us to create that feeling of safe is like within ourselves and our I'm so glad that you said that in in yeah. the social justice realm there is a a, a huge um, call for the elimination of this idea of safe space and instead to step into a brave space mm. so a lot of times mm-hmm. um, if you're entering a social justice room whether it's online or offline um, people say this is not a safe space this is a brave space this is a mm-hmm. space where we will ask you to be brave and courageous and confront what's uncomfortable because often yes. when we're talking about safe space we're talking about safety of the white people right um, and 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 keeping everyone comfortable and keeping everyone um, from confronting their stuff and mm-hmm. end, which means you're avoiding your truth right? to some and in, mm-hmm. and in social justice specifically, the work is to be constantly checking and understanding and acknowledging your privilege. And if you can't even bear someone telling you that you've hurt their feelings by your presence and your you know whatever you did, if you can't even bear that, how are you supposed to do better? Mm-hmm. So. This is a lot of the work that I do is cultivating deeper emotional resilience within women 
because I feel like if we can't even tolerate our own uncomfortable emotions, there's no way we're going to tolerate other people's uncomfortable emotions. And if we can't tolerate other people's uncomfortable emotions and our own uncomfortable emotions, we're constantly pushing things away. That exerts mm-hmm. a lot of energy, energy that we could be spending doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. Emotional resilience is so huge and so important. And it's something that people often fly by and don't even pay attention to because we think about the physical resilience and endurance, right? We think about avoidance. (laughs) We think about moving on, moving forward. That's a big thing. Letting go. Um, But we don't often pay enough attention to emotional resilience. And and quite frankly, like that's the fucking reason I'm here today is emotional resilience. And shit is always going to come at you. You know, sometimes it's going to come at you from all different angles. So it's up to you to build up the resilience to bear that and to maneuver through it and to find your way through it in a, in a, a way that feels good and aligned for you. So I love that you brought that up. It's so important to discuss. Um, so you, you know, from feminism to spirituality, to entrepreneurship, to worth, to intersectionality, have I got them all? Um, you address a lot of incredibly important topics through your work, especially important topics for today's world. But at the end of the day, how do you know you've created a real impact? Oh, wow. That's a hard hitter, huh? <laughs> you know, pulling out the big guns. You know, I've been thinking about this word impact a lot. How do we know that we're making an impact? And at what point is the impact that we're making sufficient? Right. So if I saved one fish from my my machine that cleans, you know, the ocean, is that impact enough or am I looking to clean the whole ocean? Um, So, yeah, I've been thinking about my impact a lot and impact, the, the concept of impact. And I think for me, what I focus on are the people that are in front of me. So mm-hmm. in the moment that I'm having my client session and I'm in that space with that person, my whether or not I'm making an impact will determine how present I am and how well I'm listening and supporting this individual. And that's all I can do. I can't, here's the, the challenge. My work isn't, you know, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, but it's not on business per se. So I can't mm-hmm. brag that that person's making six figures because of my mm-hmm. work, right? It's more subtle than that. And so it's very easy for us to feel like our worth is insig- our work is insignificant because it's not blatantly making that impact that society mm-hmm. has taught us is the metric for our success. So ah, I, I don't know if I have an answer, Ruby. I think, mm. hmm, I think that as long as we attach our worth to anything external, like whether or not we're making the impact we want to make, we will feel inadequate. And that's not to say you can't attach certain metrics to your business to know if it's working or not. But if your worth is there, it's going to rip you apart. And I think my work has been in continuously removing that because it's inevitable as entrepreneurs. We want, we want to be making money. We want to be doing good. Um, so it's inevitable for our worth to be attached to our results in some way. And for me, it's been about untangling that. 
and removing that. And so if I make seven figures, eight figures, 10 figures, it's not because I'm a better, more morally superior person than somebody. It's simply because mm-hmm. I put I put those systems in place. I did that work, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I think what's really interesting about what you just shared is that the way that you were describing impact or what you know of it was some sort of attribution to success. Mm. And it's really interesting. Um, I caught that. But it's really important for our listeners to understand this too. You know, impact isn't monetary. Impact isn't physical and a physical attribution of anything. Impact could simply be, hey, you know what? I showed up and I spoke my truth today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Impact could also be like, wow, I had this conversation with someone and they were positively influenced by something I said. Mm -hmm. Cool. Impact. You know, impact is whatever dent you are here to leave on the planet. And that doesn't have to be attached to your worth. That can just be that footprint, Mm -hmm. you know, the footprint you leave. And I think it's important what gives, helps us understand, you know, the, the power that that footprint can bring is like bringing that into our everyday understanding, well, what is the impact that I created today? And how can I impact my own life? How can I create impact by just using my voice? What does that look like? So I think it's really interesting that you shared that. And, um, you know, for our listeners, for everyone, just challenge the way that you're looking at impact and, Perhaps this is an opportunity to reframe and use that word more so in your own development, in your own evolution of what it is that you want to do here in this planet in your lifetime. Yeah, that's great. I love language. I love um, <laughs> definitions and language positioning and and understanding um, how language impacts our impacts our relationship <laughs> with the world. So it's great because you're right. My relationship with impact has been external. So and and it doesn't have to be. And it could mean that somebody doesn't resonate with the word impact, and that's fine. And it could mean mm, that exactly. they need to reframe it, and that's fine too. I love mm. that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So, Thais, for our listeners today the rising thought leaders, the entrepreneurs, the influencers who are ready to rise up and speak their truth, what tips can you offer them to help them take action towards reclaiming their worth? Great question. So one of the first things that I always recommend is just starting to notice and get clarity on where you tend to lose your worth. And we, we tend to know what that means. We tend to feel it when we're in a spiral of inadequacy and unworthiness. It could be because of specific patterns, like um, somebody is triggering you and it tends to be the same person or it tends to be the same way somebody speaks. It could be a voca- you know, an area of your life, like your fitness. It could be um, a multitude of things. But we first have to really recognize where in our lives we're losing and we're um, unraveling our worthiness right before we can even reclaim it. Um, Mm. The other thing I, I really like to recommend is start to get familiar with what the worthiness wound voice, how it plays out in your head. And 
you know, a lot of times when I lead a meditation class or a group meditation, I recommend people to first notice their breath without changing it, right? Before deepening the inhales and the exhales, just notice the breath first. Notice where you are. It's like the set point, right? Like first you got to know where you are and then we can deepen and we can manipulate the breath. And so this is the same thing. We're just noticing when that voice comes up and what that voice says. So what areas of your Mm -hmm. life is that voice coming up for you? And what is that voice saying? And if you can document it, I highly recommend it. So keeping a journal and at the end of every day, just write where did you know you feel inadequate, unworthy, not enough, and what were the voice what what did the voice tell you? And just beginning to recognize where this is coming up and just allow it to be there for now. We're not changing, we're not manipulating, we're not stigmatizing, judging, labeling, we're not positive thinking, we're not affirmationing, we're not vision boarding, we're not <laughs> doing any of that. We're just noticing. Just that act alone can be really instrumental that tells us where there may be deeper healing that needs to take place. Mm, I love that. That is such good, deep work that will help people really unravel from the story versus try and bypass Mm -hmm. it. You know, so it's recognizing where in your life you feel like you're losing your worth. It's understanding what is that unworthiness voice actually saying and then documenting it and recognizing it, you know, facing it and acknowledging it. That's so powerful because I think too many people are trying to just fly over this shit when it's very important to your evolution. You know, this is the way that we rise up. This is the way that we evolve into the next version of ourselves is by recognizing all the stuff within, what's going on, why, you know, questioning why, why do I act this way? Why does this come up? So thank you, Thais. That's very, very important tips um, for our listeners. Uh, Now, we are nearing the end of the episode. So at the end of every episode, I like to offer my listeners a love punch. And that's a bold and punchy affirmation that lovingly kicks your ass into gear. So Thais, I'm turning the tables on to you. <laughs> what is your short and punchy love punch for today? Okay, so my love punch is please, 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 please resist the urge to view yourself as a problem that needs to be fixed. Mm, resist the urge to view yourself, see yourself as, as a, a problem, problem that, needs that needs to be fixed. Okay, you got that, people? Tice, wow. Thank you so much for joining me for a mind blowing conversation. I feel like we could, yeah, there's gonna be like 10 parts to this, guys. So stay tuned. I have many thoughts, Um, Ruby. You can't limit me in this way. What do we hashtag many thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but please, please tell our listeners how they can stalk you online. Well, you're more than welcome to join me on Facebook. I am pretty active on my personal page, so it's um facebook.com forward slash Thais and then the letter K and then Sky, so Thais K Sky. And you can also go to my website, thaissky.com. I like to send out weekly uh, situations, weekly (laughs) emails, um, (laughs) on all things worthiness. And there's some good stuff there, resources and, uh, deeper ways that you can experience yourself and your worth. Mm, 
Awesome. So to our listeners, if you want to experience a more thought-provoking conversation with me, Thais, and other incredible thought leaders, join us at Amplified Soul Live 2018 in Los Angeles this March. The link will be in the description, as will the links to Thais's connections online. Or you can find the event on my website, www.rubyframon.com and connect with me on social media at I am Ruby. Tice, thank you again. You are awesome. We are going to have you back on the show so we can dive deeper into this and you can be even more polarizing because <laughs> I welcome polarizing on Love Punch. I think the world needs more polarizing. The world needs more unique opinions. <laughs> I love it. Thank so you for thank having you. me. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Love Punch, where I'm challenging thought leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs like you to make a lasting impact. So if you liked this episode, share it with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe. And if you're feeling a little extra love, drop a review on iTunes. Join me back here next week with a new episode of Love Punch.